everybody to M Class Podcast. It's the podcast that your mom told you to look out for. It's gonna take you on a date and not return you home until midnight. <laughs> Dude, I was just sitting and waiting and seeing how long you could keep that up. I was and impressed. we're still doing it. It's still a podcast. Play the music some more, put it up, Josh. Yeah, just make this our new theme song, actually. Somebody can edit that and make it a theme song. (laughs) It has to definitely have a very, like, 80s sitcom sound to it. I love it. I love it already. I'm Jeff. (laughs) I'm Josh. And on this program, we sit down with a piece of Star Trek media, and we treat it like a book club. We uh, do a little bit of a recap and a review. We talk about how much we liked it or hated it. Most of the time, we are very good about liking it. Yeah, it's been fairly rare that we didn't like an episode we did a review for, so... Well, we haven't watched Voyager in a while, so... Yeah, maybe purposefully. I don't know. (laughs) During this collection, which is the what collection, Uh, This is the Any Universe But This One collection, as suggested to us by Mr. Rich Masters... Oh, yeah. And uh, voted on by our patrons over at patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. You can be a patron for only a dollar if you yeah. want, but more money is good, too. Yeah, give us all your money, actually. That'd be best. Yeah, I got posters to buy. <laughs> I think uh, Voyager comes up in this collection, so... It does. You'll you'll be able to look forward to that. Maybe we'll like it. We liked the last Rich Masters Voyager episode he put forward. Was that the one with the rock? I like that one. No, that's that's a good one for all the wrong reasons, I think. Yeah, um, it's a good one because it's terrible. This episode is specifically going to be about the Next Generation Season 3 episode, Yesterday's Enterprise. Oh, yeah. This is a, this is a beloved episode. Yes. it's uh, It would be such a confusing episode if you hadn't watched any other Star Trek. Yes, it would be. Not just because Uh, it has an alternate timeline, but because Picard's entire motivation for sending a hundred and some people to die is a lady told him to. But it's Guinan, though, and she's like a wizard. It makes sense if you've seen Star Trek before. Yeah, if if you've you've never seen TNG, you're like, why in the fuck is he just listening to Whoopi Goldberg like this? This, this, I was going to save this till the end, but fuck it, let's do it now. This episode is, like, symbolic of the entirety of Season 3 of The of the Next Generation. Oh, yeah? Because it, it literally buries the whole Tasha Yar thing, oh, right? Yeah, well, like it does, for sure. The, 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 it's the show fixing itself. It's the show, like, getting itself on track, right? I was talking, to, I was talking to Crystal about this, my wife Crystal, like... They, the writers fucking hated Denise Crosby so much for leaving that they just had yeah. her get slapped to death by a tar monster. Yeah, and then, and like, then they they fixed it with this one by like yeah. a bunch of different writers getting together and being like, well, actually, she like goes off to another dimension and like heroically sacrifices herself. Right. She and goes the off. Previous to, yeah. set of writers came back and they were like, and also she's a sex slave and dies. And then in STO, you find out she doesn't die, and then you find where she really dies. Oh my god. It's crazy. (laughs) So, yeah, so she gets sent back in time, gets caught by the Romulans. She survives the whole thing that we're going to talk about, gets caught by the Romulans, 
has a child with one. That's Sela, right? Yeah. Then tries to escape. Sela screams. Gives her up. Yeah. Then you think she in the show she dies in the show canon she dies, uh, and then in the game you find out that the the dad who caught her sends her to like a prison planet, and then you go to that prison planet and it's like there's like survivors and there's like a hope that she's maybe alive. Nah, she dead. Oh you find her God. grave. She dead. Doesn't she do voices for that game? Yeah, she's Sela, oh. so she does Sela. She was just like fuck Tasha Yar, just kill her. <laughs> They, I, I think it's kind of cool because like they, they make Sela like good guy in the game at some point. Not at, at first. She's super bad at well, first. Yeah, that's but, a Rich Master specialty. She becomes a yeah, good guy in the yeah. Rich Master's version. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, and like, yeah. So like she's she like it's a really cool quest that you do, and like you you know you're with Sela, and she's like, oh, we gotta find Tasha. Like I I need to like know about my mother. And then at the end, like you find her grave at the end of the quest. And then it cuts to, like, a cutscene, and she's sitting in a jail cell, uh, Sela is, and then uh, you see uh, Data come in, and he puts down the little holocron thing that has her picture, and she says, tell me about, tell me about her, and then it cuts. It's really good. She loves to fuck. (laughs) Well, (laughs) funny story. Funny funny story about me and your mother. Um... (laughs) No, but we're we're gonna be talking about yesterday's Enterprise, which is uh, episode fifteen of season three, uh, teleplay by six guys. Six guys? It's like four, <laughs> but it's Ira Stephen Bear, Richard Manning, Hans Beamler, and Ronald D. Moore. Oh, Ronald! Yeah, hell yeah! And, That's why it's good. Uh, okay, it is actually six guys because it says story by Trent Christopher Ganino and Eric A. Stillwell. So six this guys a, worked on this episode. This was a team effort. Uh, it was directed by David Carson, who did four episodes each of TNG and Deep Space Nine, uh, including Emissary from Deep Space mm-hmm. Nine and uh, Move Along Home. Which I thought was very funny that he directed that one. Which one's that one? It's the one with the aliens who like trap Cisco and the crew in like a fucking game, and they have to like oh pop scotch God. and shit. That's right. They do El El Moraine or whatever. Yeah. He also directed Generations. Yeah, he did direct Generations, and uh, he's actually married to an actress that was in uh, both Next Gen as an ensign. And in Generations as Elise Picard in Picard's uh, dream sequence. What? Yeah, she plays his wife in the dream sequence. Oh. The, okay. The extremely British Christmas that he oh imagines for himself. It's, it's like the it's like a fucking Charles Dickens novel, dude. I hate I hate that time period. <laughs> I, 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 that would be hell. I, I, if that were me, I'd be like, this is hell. Well, this I mean, is the like, worst. you wouldn't be, like, an Ebenezer Scrooge or whatever. You and I both would be, like, fucking Oliver Twists, and it would suck. Dang. I would be, like, take me back to the real. I don't want to be in the Nexus anymore. I hate no. British Christmas. British Christmas could kiss my dick. <laughs> Do you hear that, Rich? British yeah, Christmas just, sucks. <laughs> fucking about to dunk on Rich, though. Um, fucking a turkey for every pot. Fuck you, Ebenezer Son of a bitch. If you want to hear more from Rich Masters, and uh, not just us dunking on him, you can head over to my Patreon at patreon.com slash Jeff Pennington, <laughs> where uh, there's a new episode of Smile and Nod Up, where I interview him. 
Uh, it's hard to understand him because he's super. I'm just kidding. He's <laughs> super British. He's talking about bonnets and cling film. <laughs> we don't have that in America. <laughs> yeah, we call it saran wrap. It's true. We do call it that. And we call it the trunk. <laughs> we don't call it the boot. We don't call them lorries. We don't call them flats. Yeah, flats an apartment. Elevator, not lift. Flashlight, asshole, not torch. <laughs> what is this? The 1200s? It's a flashlight. Yeah, get fucked, Rich. I love you. Um... <laughs> This is th- this is like the famous like wharf drinking prune juice episode. Yeah, yeah. I I love this though when he's like, it's like he's just like bring me a drink that I like. She like, br- she brings him prune juice and he's like, oh, a warrior's drink. Yeah, and the look she gives him is great because it makes you shit right. <laughs> he's gonna shit out of both of his buttholes. <laughs> like. There's also, like, a, a mildly uncomfortable scene where Guinan keeps being like, Worf, you should fuck, right? Why aren't you yeah, fucking? Yeah. And he's like, because my two dicks would destroy an Earth woman. <laughs> and he's like, hey, maybe they would like that. And he's like, ha, ha, ha. No, she says that some would find you tame. And yeah. he fucking thinks that's ridiculous. He fucking gutturally laughs in a way that he never <laughs> does. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, ha, ha, my dicks are so strong. Yeah, man. He flexes it, them. They had to have this scene because uh, Worf is not in the rest of this whole episode. Yeah, he stands in the background for like five seconds. He's then, basically a MacGuffin in this episode, yes, really. He gets replaced with Tasha Yar. Yeah. But, uh, like, the, they're talking about how Worf can't get his fucks on because he will rip a woman in half. And Why don't they talk about the holodeck then? Why don't you just fuck like a crazy strong hologram? He fucks that Skeletor, I'm sure. You think so? You think that Skeletor, when it like gets its gear off, is like a super hot, sexy, whatever the fuck Worf is into? Yeah, it's nah. He just fucks it because it looks like a cool Skeletor. Oh, wouldn't you I mean, want to tell people that you fuck a cool Skeletor? I mean, I haven't yet. <laughs> <laughs> told told anybody that is. He's he's worth like I uh, I'll never find out about human females. Yeah, which is bullshit because he fucks Troy. Yeah, he fucks Troy, and then he fucks uh, Jadzia, who's pretty much exactly like a human female. Yeah, Betazoids and Trill are just like she's just got a slug in her gut. It's the only difference. You want three more? (laughs) Oh no. He's a Skeksis. He's got three. Um, Skeksis. Whoa. Oh, man. Did you, did you see the Dark Crystal? Oh, yeah, I watched it. Yeah, the Skeksis pisses with three dicks. Is that right? I don't yeah, remember that. It, I, it, 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 like, it's standing against a wall, and there's a pee stream, and then two more pee streams come out. What is with this now? What is with... Seriously. Skeksis like, got three pee-pees. Can, can we talk about why things have more than one dick now? Like. Know. And why we need to show them pissing on things? It's supposed to be gross. You're supposed to see it and go, ew. Oh, is that? Oh, okay. Skeksy's got three <laughs> gross Skex dicks. Let's have Skex. Ugh. <laughs> There's a shirt for you. Yeah, shirt it. Shirt it. Uh, but, like, <laughs> a wormhole opens in space, which is, as we've learned elsewhere, is never important of anything good. Yeah. It's, uh, it's basically, like, a Nagilum coming out of, oh, of fuck, nowhere. Dude. 
If in the Gilem showed up, I would just shoot myself, I think. <laughs> Please turn the phaser on yourself. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, but, like, um, the the wormhole, like, uh, they're trying to investigate it. They can't figure out what the hell it is. And a starship comes out. A Federation starship. Yeah, they're like, what is its registry? And, like, before that, though, like... Oh, right, yeah, yeah. The scene just, like, gets fuzzy for a second, and then all the lights are dimmed, and they're all wearing different uniforms. And, and they like, have... A... What? It's very reminiscent of the Mirror Universe. It's the... the they have, like, a strap, like a, like a single strap, but it, it's kind of like a holster. And they have like a sweet fucking belt buckle, which is like a cool Starfleet belt buckle. It is pretty dope. All the extras I wouldn't wear have this like a harness on that's like got yeah. five straps on it for no reason. I wouldn't wear the strap because it looks bad, but they all have phasers on their hips, and you're like, yeah. wait, what? You're like, what's going on? This is like a darker. This is a darker timeline. It's not. It's not really incredibly right. dark. It's, it's darker. Right. It's not the mirror universe, but it's a not a great universe. It's a Ronald D. Moore universe yeah. where things are a little less good. Everything is much more militaristic. Yeah. Picard. And yeah, Worf is gone, and Tasha's back, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like. It took the whole episode, like, when Troy shows back up at the end of the episode, I was like, oh, yeah, Troy wasn't there. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. It's because well, why would they need, like, a counselor on a military ship? Yeah, they, they wouldn't, right? It's yeah. not like PTSD exists or anything, right? No, no, no. So they just fucking left her. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, like, everything is super dim on the ship. Let's let you know it's super evil. It's bad news, and they go to, uh, they cut to 10 forward where Guinan is, and it's all like a shitty cafeteria. Yeah, there's like a, there's like a loudspeaker, like a high school in the cafeteria. Yeah. It really reminded me of STO, because on, 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 yes, on Space Dock, uh, there's all announcements like that all the time, and I was oh, like, yeah. oh man, it's like I'm playing STO. Cool. <laughs> cool, cool. Cool, cool. That's cool. Uh, but Guinan realizes something is fucked, right? Like, something is not correct about what's happening here. Yeah. Uh, but they figure out the wizard. registry of the starship, and Tasha Yar reads it in a way that is only ever done on television. Yeah. Where she's like, the ship's registry is NCC-1701. C. <laughs> For the ding-dongs who don't know that that's the Enterprise's and, registry, right? Yeah, they all turn around and look at her and like, <gasps> and she <gasps> says, USS Enterprise. <laughs> and the music goes, bum, bum, bum. Yup, and people are like, what? I can't wait to see what happens after the commercial break. <laughs> yeah, man. Crazy. But uh, apparently they they figure out it, the, it is the Enterprise C. Like, everything is coming off of it like it's the Enterprise C. Yeah. But um, they're like, but that ship was destroyed 20 years ago. It's a ghost ship. I think did... that's like a, a fun, like, ghost ship thing, right? Where oh, it's yeah. like, there's like all these real stories in real life of ghosts coming out of the fog, right? And it's like, oh, man. It's like a pirate ship or a ghost ship or whatever. If I was a pirate back during those times, 
I would have bought a bunch of like talcum or something. Yeah, made myself spooky. And looking. I would have made the ship look spooky looking on purpose so that yeah. people wouldn't be able to fight back well against me. Nah, man, I... you just you pirate one of those Halloween stores that pop up every <laughs> Halloween and then you just put <laughs> spooky cobwebs all over it. Fuck dude. Just a big Nobody will even care if you rob one of those. Like they're really like, whatever, yeah. you're gonna be gone anyway soon anyway. Fuck it. Uh, if I had my choice, my pirate ship would have one of those giant Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man blow-ups on it. That'd be so spooky. If I had my choice, I would open up a British Christmas store at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> now that's really spooky. We have all the Dickensian needs for your Christmas. Well, that's the thing about British Christmas is that they also tell ghost stories, which I think is really fun. We don't do that shit. Yeah, because our country is, like, old as shit. Yeah, it's full of ghosts. There's so many ghosts over there, dude. But, uh... Ghosts of their imperialist past. Oh, shit. Get fucked. Now we're the imperialists. Not like America. (laughs) America never did any of that. (laughs) With our spotless history. Um... The ship was presumed destroyed near uh, Narenda 3, a Klingon outpost. Weird. What happened at Narada 3? Narenda 3. Uh, but they they think that they think maybe it was a drift or perhaps time traveled. Yeah, and Data's like, that's possible. Time travel's real. <laughs> <laughs> he like literally says that he's like it's totally real it could happen yeah, well I mean everybody there is definitely time traveled at least a dozen times at this point so yeah. when you're in Starfleet you have to sign probably so many like insurance forms about time travel and like you might get sucked into a time travel situation and if you do we're not responsible for you becoming your own grandfather. We are not liable for any grandma sex that you happen yeah. to get into. You might pork your hot grandma or whatever, like Bashir almost does. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> they, they, this is where we get our second look at what makes this timeline so different. Yeah. Uh, right. Like they're like, oh, we found sporadic life signs on the ship, and Riker's like, uh, sick bay, prepare emergency teams and order transporter rooms to stand by. And Picard's Picard's like, no, don't do that. Yeah. Which is crazy because it's like, what do you mean? And Riker's like, are you fucking kidding me with Dude, this Riker shit? Riker and Picard are at odds. They- it's super interesting that they chose to do that, right? Like, yeah, they don't even draw that much attention to it. It just is the way it is. Like, Riker is, is pissed at everything Picard does. He's pissed because Troy's not on the ship. He doesn't have his, his ex-girlfriend on the ship it's with true. him. true. He's pissed because everything he does or says, Picard is like, ignore that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah don't, don't listen to him. He's an idiot. Uh, I only keep him around. I trained him wrong on purpose as a joke. <laughs> But on myself? Question mark. Picard only cares about like he doesn't want to rewrite the flow of time by interacting with them. Right. So he's like, we could be messing up time. We don't know what's going on. So he already like kind of is aware of this. Yeah, and he's very cold-hearted about it. He's like, what the fuck? Just let him let him die, I guess. Yeah. He's like, we got bigger problems like the Klingons. Yeah. What? Oh my god! Oh my god! I don't think they mentioned their war with the Klingons. Not yet. yet. Not yet. But um, they get like a distress signal from Captain Garrett of the Enterprise C, 
mm-hmm. about being attacked by Romulan warships. What? What is going on? Riker's like, there. there's no record of Romulans ever attacking the Enterprise C. Right, dun, dun, right. Dun. Right, because it didn't happen because the ship is here now. He's like, this is Captain Picard of the Federation of uh. a Federation starship. <laughs> nice save. No one will ever know. Hmm, weird. <laughs> But uh, he does he does agree to send Riker over with some like uh, some med teams, but like they're not allowed to tell them who they are, where they are, or when they are. Yeah, which is going to be a problem at some point, right? Like yeah, it's also like, a problem that Klingon ships have been spotted in the area, headed towards their their direction. That shouldn't be a problem. We are friends with the Klingons, right? Right, but Picard orders battle alert? What is that? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, we don't have that in the regular universe. Battle alert. Condition yellow. What is that? I don't... I gotta read my handbook again. It's like yellow alert, but more war, more war in it. Does that mean we have to tighten up our suspenders and lock stock our phaser to barrels? <laughs> Yeah, Josh. Is that That's what, what we gotta do? <laughs> I don't know. I'm studying dicks. I don't know. What would do you, you know doing? Skeksis have three dicks? Oh my god. Really? What would you do yeah. in this darker timeline where we're at war with the the Klingons? Would you you wouldn't know anything about Klingon dicks. You wouldn't be able to study any of it. Yeah, it would be a lot harder. I'd have to study like their dead dicks, which would suck a lot more. Because there's nothing like studying a live dick. Oh man! Once don't you get I your hands it, on a right? live dick, oh yeah, it's you, you don't go back to a dead dick. Meanwhile, on the Enterprise C, it's all fucked up and whatnot. Everyone's dead or hurt. Captain Garrett's just like sleeping in her chair, like. <laughs> She's like, I was taking a nap. What happened? Oh my god! Oh Jesus! What happened here? Was I flying the ship? Um, sorry guys, I fell asleep. <laughs> but uh, Doctor Crusher, twenty-third century, twenty years later. <laughs> Doctor Crusher does this thing quite often where like they're like, "All right, now don't tell anybody about this." Doctor Crusher's like, "Hey, Commander, should we take him back to the Enterprise?" Yes, yeah, it's like it's like she does it on purpose, dude. She's, She's for a sure classic doing redhead. It on classic redhead, just being like, "Fuck you." Go do what I Fuck want. Off. Do what I want. You can't tell me what to do. Yep. But uh, she, she, she's like, Captain Garrett's like, you know, I demand uh, an explanation. And he's, yeah. he's like, you know, we answered your distress signal. You fucking deal with it, okay? <laughs> I am crazy paranoid Picard. I'm so goddamn paranoid. <laughs> um, LaForge is there. Evil LaForge, I guess. And he's like, uh, the ship's in pretty bad shape, Evil Riker. <laughs> evil? They're not evil. Uh, they're not. They're just kind of like, the lighting is darker, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they're evil. They're evil because they don't have the daylights on. Yeah. Like, I'm guessing that this was like, Ronald D. Moore hearing people complaining, like, it's so brightly lit on this starship. It's like somebody's living room. And he was like, oh yeah? Well, fuck Check it. this out. Dark lights are evil, idiot. Yeah. How about that? Also, Picard is worried about the bill, so he's like, turn the lights out when you leave the room. <laughs> we have money now. That's how shit got fucked by all this. 
<laughs> but uh, they're going to try and fix the ship, the Enterprise C. Yeah, because one of them, I think it's Riker, is like, we could use another ship. Yeah, because that's when they they reveal that they're straight up at war with the Klingons. Like, he's yeah. like, we could use another ship, even an old one, against the Klingon forces. And you're like, wait, what? Why? You guys are what happened? best friends. How did the Klingons solve the Praxis problem? I guess they fucking didn't. They probably... Well... They probably... Just got whatever help they could get from us, meaning the Federation... Yeah, and then they were probably were like Federation. We're we're all certain yeah. of that. And then then they were probably like, you know what? Fuck you, assholes. Because that's the Klingons, right? They're it's like true. always doing that shit. I mean, like they definitely didn't get help from the Romulans because they fucking hated the Romulans. Yeah, yeah. As we'll find out later. Um, Yar is there, and she and Riker find uh, Lieutenant Richard Castillo. Dick Castillo, who is Shooter fucking McGavin. Shooter McGavin. Under Shooter. He's the ship's helmsman. <laughs> and uh, he's immediately like, wow, what a beautiful lady. He's like, I am super into this early 90s haircut you have. <laughs> it rules. I think a girl in fifth grade had that at my, my elementary school. <laughs> Dude, I think I had that haircut for a while. Oh, man, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I had like a, a fun thing happen. Like this is a f- completely unrelated, but like uh we have to go look at apartments in Maryland. So yeah. we have to have like a fucking like cat sitter come over and feed our cats. Uh-huh. Cuz they will die if they don't do that. Uh yeah, one yeah, of them yeah. will eat the other. Yeah. And uh she came in and like she was talking to me and everything and it suddenly she was talking to me and my wife, we were in masks. And it suddenly dawned on me that she had absolutely no idea what I look like from the nose down. Yeah, you and could be anything. You could have, like, a predator mouth Yeah, or I was something. like, hey, actually, guess what? whether I have facial hair or not. And what <laughs> kind. And she was like, okay. Because <laughs> I'm a child, right? Like, I'm immediately yeah. like, ooh, a game! Yeah, yeah. And... <laughs> Your wife's like, what the fuck are you talking about? She just kind of laughs. Okay? And the lady was like, oh, you seem like... Cause she immediately got into the game, which was fun. That's she, fun. She was like, oh, you seem like a clean-shaven kind of guy. Wrong! And I, Ten like, points for Jeff. I pulled my shit down, and I was like, whoop! And she went, wow, I never thought that. And I was like, oh, I gave my one! I You're won. hired. Watch my cats. Oh, God, I'm so stupid. Anyway, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break. <laughs> it's almost a half hour into the podcast. About time to take a break and hear from our sponsors. Hell I hope. yeah. Sponsor us. We'll be right back after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. Did I forget to invite you to the pool party? Well, maybe next year. On those occasions when you need to make a big splash, there's the Super Soaker 100. It has a powerful air pressure system. Oh, Buffy! A range of up to 60 feet. And a drenching spray. The Super Soaker 100. It's a water gun of a higher caliber. Also the 50 or the ultimate, the 200. Back to the show. 
Welcome back to my ass. <laughs> Hopefully you enjoyed those uh, great nostalgic commercials. Yeah, probably for like Sears or Isotoner gloves or some shit. <laughs> Every time somebody mentions Isotoner, did, did you ever hear the Lonely Island song Trouble on Dookie Island? No. Fuck, there's a part of the song that says... It's about being, like, a cool gangster, but it slowly devolves into being about shitting yourself. <laughs> okay. Uh, he's like, I took off I took off my isotoner glove, shook the dookies out. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. They're so fucking good. Um, dude, we can, talk, we can do a whole podcast about Rod's Trent. Oh, fuck, dude. The greatest song ever made, you mean? Uh, yeah, I didn't need to say that because you know. <laughs> I didn't want to be redundant. Whoa, whoa, cool out. Don't want to test me champions out. That's all we can have on the podcast legally. Without get, yeah, without getting sued by Andy Samberg. <laughs> oh, man. Woody? Woody? Probably. Um, <laughs> there, we find out there are 125 survivors aboard the Enterprise-C after we beam uh, Shooter McGavin back over to the ship. Yeah, Shooter. And he, he's like, wait, my golf clubs! <laughs> my golf! <laughs> uh... Riker mentions that they need another vessel for the war against those damn dirty Klingons. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they 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 have about nine hours to get the Enterprise-C uh, space-worthy and get it to Starbase 105 before the Klingons show up and shoot everybody with their big guns and they all are going to die. This is one of my favorite... Uh like times in Star Trek when they don't have models of different Klingon ships, so they scale up the bird of prey to be <laughs> just big bird of preys, right? The big ass bird of prey. Like they don't have the Vorcha class, which is like the one that looks like a fork on the end of it, right? Like yeah, they, just they don't scale have up those. them birds of prey. Make the bird of prey bigger and call it something else. The uh like Guinan comes into the bridge, she looks like she is just waking up from a fever dream. She's Which is yeah. Pretty much what is happening. What's happening, yeah. And Picard's like, is there something wrong? And she's like, We need to talk. This isn't the way it's supposed to be. Dun yeah. dun dun. And Picard's like, What are you talking about? What's different? And she's like, I don't know, it's just wrong and, and Picard's like, Oh my god, not this again. You have to be shitting me right now. <laughs> You gotta give I'm me in the something. middle. I'm in the middle of a goddamn war, and you're telling me this shit's wrong? No shit, asshole. And she's like, we're at war right now, and she's like, but we're not supposed to be. Yeah. And he's like, gah! Throws his hands. <laughs> he's like, fuck! I'm sick of this crap. <laughs> she's like, the only way to restore the way things are supposed to be is to send the Enterprise C back to its own time. Yeah, so the wormhole is still there, right? Yeah. Like, it's still, like, there. The thing is, like, even at this point, Picard realizes that if he sends the Enterprise-C back to its own time, they're going to get blown to bits and die. Right, because the captain is like, there's four Romulan ships, whatever whatever those are, right? Probably the Birds of Prey or whatever. Yeah. Or, uh, what, uh, what are they called? Warbirds. Warbirds. Yeah, Romulan so, warbirds. so many birds. All so the birds, birds, baby. Yeah. So, like, yeah, he's like, I don't want to do that. Those people deserve to be alive, I guess. She's like, I can't. 
it, she's like, you have to do this, or like, the, there's something wrong with the timeline, and he's like, I can't send 125 people to their deaths because you tell me you have a feeling. Yeah. And, she and she's like, well, like a, she a billion people in. have died. Like, she's like, what's what's more, yeah. like, you know, she, you can save a billion. She straight up big dogs him, though. She just stands up straight, like, a little bit over him and is like, you've trusted what I have to say in the past and I've never proven wrong. Yeah. And he's, he kind of, like, shrinks a little bit. He's like, oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, also, we probably fucked and now you're coming. <laughs> You're calling that in. You probably <laughs> fucked, and Mark Twain watched. Now you're calling that in. Oh, Lady Guinan! <laughs> I didn't know you could do that with your boobies. <laughs> what? What would that be? Even? I'm, I'm very curious about that. I guess we'll. I'll tell out. you later. I can't say it on the podcast. We'll get. It'll it'll be too graphic. It'll be too sexy. People won't be able to pay attention to the rest of the podcast. Uh, my Stonewall Jackson is rigid. Oh, Jesus. That's wrong on multiple levels, I think. He was a Confederate general. He was bad news. <laughs> Thank you, Mark Twain. Please get off my podcast. Okay, I'm going back to where I'm from. Bye. Bye-bye. What just happened? I just woke up. Mark <laughs> Twain was here. He was... Oh, man. You were the Long Island medium... For Mark Twain's shit, man. That's what... I gotta... Nah. <laughs> we gotta have a talk with that guy. Uh, Garrett is... Like, where are you guys from? And Picard... Or Picard's like... <laughs> uh... How'd you end up here? <laughs> where are you... From? Guys, <laughs> okay, like there was a distress signal. You had to have heard it. From the Klingon outpost on Narenda 3. And yeah. Picard's like... No, no, no. I didn't hear it. I had my headphones in. Yeah, I was listening to music from 22 years from now. <laughs> She's like, what? He's like, oh, no, 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 nothing, 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 nothing. nothing. Uh, I've never seen a sick bay this good, even a, even in a star base. And your uniforms yeah. are so strange. What ship yeah. am I on? And Crusher's like, just, uh, just you know, sit back and relax. You're, you're, We're you're, on the USS, uh... Dr. Feels Good. <laughs> We're on the USS. Shut the fuck up and take your medicine. <laughs> That's one of the M-Class email ships, I think, that we get Yeah, probably. From. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Picard straight up breaks his own rule that he told everybody else not to break. Yeah. And tells her they're on this uh, the Enterprise D. Yeah, I guess, like, Guinan sort of gets to him, I guess, yeah. right? Like, he, he sort of is like, well, because later you find out why, right? Because yeah. shit's, shit's not going good. <laughs> Picard mentions to her that he, he doesn't want to tell her crew because it might mess up the timeline. Yeah. And Garrett is like, yeah, I guess, whatever, but, like, we were getting the shit rocked out of us in the other timeline. Yeah. We barely got out of there with our lives. And uh, Picard's like, yeah, none of our history says anything about that. Right. Well, no shit it doesn't, because the ship is there now, so it doesn't exist. Picard's like, yeah, that outpost was destroyed. If, if yeah. like, a Federation starship could have rescued it... Were to have helped save it, yeah, it maybe some of this... the yeah. war. This is classic time travel... Lone Pine Mall predestination yes, paradox. Absolutely. 
Time travel that makes sense as well, because as soon as the time travel happens, everything fucking changes. Everything changes, yeah, it's great. There's none of this, like, we're in a pocket dimension, or we're in an offshoot dimension. Also, like, the next scene it cuts to, Castillo is like, I can't believe I'm 22 years out of time. Did they already tell everybody? (laughs) Yeah, they were like, okay, everybody, come to 10 forward, we have an announcement. Um, We're in the future now. (laughs) Everyone's gonna have to get used to wearing these goofy suspenders um <laughs> i don't know the the uniforms they're wearing are like the rathacon like yeah. uh maroon uniforms uh, except yeah. they don't have the white ruffled collar so they look weird yeah i guess they got rid of the collar at some point before their transition into the sweet jumpsuits um it must be fun to be on, like, the committee that, like, decides what uniform the, the Starfleet's going to wear. Like The committee that, like... if In my mind, the committee, for, like, a hundred-some years, they used the same uniform. Yeah, they were, like, this red-ass fucking this uniform. This red uniform right? rocks. And, like, finally somebody was like, hey, we have this uniform committee that hasn't done their job in a hundred years. And the uniform committee was like, oh, you want fucking new <laughs> uniforms? How about new uniforms every five years? Fine. <laughs> fucking new fine new we'll give you a new uniform every show new uniforms twice in a show fucking ridiculous uh <laughs> but uh they figure out that the anomaly is probably uh <laughs> they figure out the anomaly is probably symmetrical so that the in enterprise c can return through the rift with no problem the- but it is going to right, it's arrive a the instant it left. Which is good. And That's good news. I mean, it's not good news for the ship, because it is going to get blown to bits immediately. No, it's good news for us, though, because <laughs> I don't want to be at war with the Klingons. Do you? Yeah. Do you? No, I want them to be my best friends forever. Yeah, I want to I wanna hang out with Worf. Worf's gone. Yeah, He's best friend Yar Worf. now. Where is he? He's probably on a Klingon ship somewhere, or in, like, a fucking, God forbid, an internment camp or some oh, shit. Jesus Christ, I don't even want to think about that shit. Yeah, he's getting, he's getting fucking, that's what they did with George Takai, that's what they did with Worf. Oh my god, this got a lot, this timeline got a lot darker. A it's lot, fucked up, so man! Fast. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Castillo comes back to the ship with Yar, and they fucking googly eye at each other for a yeah, little while. Yeah, they're in love. Yar's like, I've never seen Happy Gilmore, so I don't know what a dick you are. <laughs> but, uh, she's like, call me fucking, uh, Tasha. And he's like, call me Shooter. <laughs> <laughs> call me Shooter, yeah. And she's like, okay, Shooter, that's a little weird, but why not? Um, Garrett refuses to stay in sickbay. She's like, fuck it. Like, I can't just not be on my feet. I gotta get stuff going. I need to work. I'm a workaholic. Picard calls a conference, as he's he's want to do, but unlike the real timeline where he's like, what do you guys think? He's like, we're gonna fucking do this, and there's nothing you can say about it. Yeah. And, uh, he's like... Uh, well, I guess first he has, like, a conversation with Guinan again. Yeah, so this is one of those episodes where, like, not a whole lot happens, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it fits the hour format, and I I mean, I looked at the, like, 
I was watching it on my tablet in bed, and I, was, I looked at the timeline, like, I hit to see how much was left in it, and I was like, oh, we're, like, done already. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, we're, like, super close to the end. We, like, we already covered this conversation between Guinan and Picard, because I thought it was part of the first conversation. Yeah, because it's another, like, there's another one, and he... He gets pissed. He gets pissed, right? And he's like, yeah. I can't, like, he's like, this is crazy. I can't do this. Like, but then she does the thing where she's like, look, like, you have to because, yeah. like, this is wrong. She's like, and it convinces him. Like, he's like, fine, I'll do and it. And she's like, you only have your trust in me to base your decision on, and you can yeah. decide one way or another. And uh, that's when Guinan goes to 10 forward and sees Yar, and she's like, oh, shit. What? What? What is Yar doing here? Yeah, what the hell? Right. <laughs> and uh, this is when he tells her to call him Shooter. <laughs> Very important plot point that we need to get yes. here is that he wants to be called Shooter McGavin. Call me, call me Shooter McGavin, full name, every time. Every time. Do not skimp on the last name. Uh, but... They're, like, falling in love or whatever, which is, like, on TV shows always happens in about a half hour. People fall in love. Yeah, they're real horny because the world's ending for them. So they're like, it doesn't matter, right? Fuck it. Let's fuck. Let's do each other. Keep on that old-ass uniform. It's vintage. (laughs) That's when Picard orders senior officers to his ready room. And uh, Guinan continues to stare at Tasha as she leaves. Just, like, banana. Yeah, man. It's weird, but also, like, makes sense. Yeah, like, you're not supposed to be here, but yeah. you what can't you, just George? tell her that. What are you, George Kirk? You fucked the whole universe up. <laughs> Fucking, you're supposed to be dead! <laughs> or not? Um, or not dead? I don't know. <laughs> this is when Picard's just like, yeah, uh, Guinan said that I gotta do this, so I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Breaker's like, are you fucking crazy? Yeah, he's like, uh, I want to transfer. <laughs> yeah, he's like, can I get transferred to, like, anything besides this shit? I want to go to that fucking M-Class satellite. Those guys have ice cream. <laughs> they have uh, cake and ice cream in the dark timeline. Yes. I want to go that one. We're both, like, 900 pounds in that timeline. I, lo- I love cake. Uh, like, Jordy is like, why don't we give them our modern weapons, and then they can fucking destroy the uh, Romulans with no problem. Mm-hmm. And Picard's like, no, they have to die. <laughs> Riker's like, are you fucking, you're gonna send these people to die because your booty call from the Wild West <laughs> told you that something was up. He's like, pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, and Data's like, yeah, she has a perception that goes beyond linear time. And everybody's like, okay. Uh, I kind of like the idea that, like, because she goes into the Nexus, it, like, makes her, like, see through time, right? Like, in the past. Like, that's my fan theory. I guess it would happen with Picard, but maybe, like, her species, like, that's how it works, right? Maybe. Like, because they're, they're listeners, right? Maybe they have insight into things. They they have some weird, strange abilities in general. They're just... Yeah, they're wizards. They're fucking space wizards. They are space right? wizards. Although, they don't seem to cast money spells. <laughs> so they're like no. Gandalf, I guess. Yeah, they're Gandalf. <laughs> they, they have a spell that turns the lights on, pretty much. 
<laughs> Gandalf has that one light spell, and he uses that yeah. a lot. He uses that a lot, and also uh, the bridge-breaking spell, which is more just him yelling. Yeah, he also has a cool spell where he gets taller and his voice gets deeper. <laughs> oh, and he turns the dim switch on the lights down? Yeah. Uh, I love Gandalf. I'm not here to rob you! I'm here to help you. I'm here to suck your dick. <laughs> Let me blow a dick suck out of my pipe. What? He blows like a like a face, like a face out of his pipe, and it sucks his dick. Didn't oh. you see that part? Dude, that's magical as hell. I love yeah. that. Yeah, there's some there's some fancy fiction in your in your M class for you. <laughs> I love that like Picard's like, all right, I'm not taking any questions you're all dismissed and Riker's like look wait a minute and Picard's like shut the fuck up yeah sit your bearded ass down I got no time for your shit we're sending the ship back we're fixing the timeline get the fuck over it and Riker's like you know what fine I'm going to the holodeck to fuck a Skeletor I gotta get my Skeletor on if you think about it We've all fucked a Skeletor. It's true. <laughs> just a Skeletor on the inside. It's weird to think that we're just a bunch of clacky-ass skeletons walking around in meat suits. We're clacky-ass ghosts in meat suits, dude. That's all we are. Um, Data does mention that uh, if they do go back and die, it wouldn't be meaningless because Klingons would be like, oh, they died fighting for our Klingon outposts, so they're right. honorable. It's the it's the best way to die is to yeah. die in battle. Yeah. And he said, you know, uh, it'll if our mission is successful, it will irrevocably change history and create a new future. And like Riker's like, how do you even know it's the a better future? And Picard's yeah. like, I don't. Meeting adjourned. He's like, what if it's like that <laughs> Simpsons episode where like everyone has fucked up shit, and then Homer thinks it's fucked up because there's no donuts, but rain is donuts. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I remember that episode. And he screams and he runs back down to the time machine. And he... <laughs> <laughs> What's the final one he ends on? Like, it's some weird shit. And he's like, close enough. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> Fuck, I, I do. Oh, they have, they have lizard tongues and oh, they're yeah, eating yeah, with yeah. their lizard tongue. That's what it is. Um, some, like... Jordy's like, yeah, I mean, this alternate timeline might be great, but who even knows if we're alive in that one or not? And Tasha Yar's like, she gets hit Go. by it. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'm dead. She knows she's dead. Yeah, so she uh, she talks to Data, her uh, fuck buddy. Maybe not yeah. in this dimension, who knows? Probably, though. Probably everybody's fucking Data in this one, right? I would. <laughs> the... Uh, and like Data's like, yeah, if we fix history, they'll we don't remember any of this, so it won't matter. And Tasha's like, oh god, yeah, oh no, yeah. Well, it won't matter either way. Well, it will because she'll be in a horrible prison, getting yeah. fucked by a Romulan. <laughs> Shit's not great. Like they really, those writers absolutely hated Denise Crosby. <laughs> yeah, they really like. You kind of get the sense that they're giving her, like, a proper send-off, right? Yeah. But another the, another flip of the coin, right, is that they're condemning her to pre... Well, I guess they don't know yet, like, that no, she's, she's going to be... she's supposed to go back and die. And die, right, yeah, but they, they, they 
yet again retcon it, right? Yeah, she her. didn't die. She turns. Yeah. she's a sex slave. She's a Sela. She, Which is really fucking like what a misstep for a Star Trek show to have like sex slave. Well, they're Romulans, man. Look, I'm gonna be racist here about Romulans. They're assholes. <laughs> It's hard to make peace with a society that has sex slaves. I don't know about all that. Hey, well, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. They get what's coming to them. Their fucking star blows up. Fuck them. Yeah. It's, you know, Karma, you bitch. You deserve, right? <laughs> you have sex slaves, your star blows up. Welcome to the racism podcast starring <laughs> Jeff and Josh where we fucking hate Rommies and we fucking hate Spoonheads. Oh, my God. The, S- the SP. <laughs> Dropping a hard SP, dude. Oh um, man! But uh, Garrett and Picard have a little bit of a conversation. Um, yeah, yeah. And like Picard lets it slip during this conversation that like the Federation is losing. Yeah, they're gonna lose in six months. They have like yeah. six months left, which like, is crazy. Things are far worse than we we've let on this whole time. Like yeah. And Garrett says, you know. A lot of my crew actually want to return, even knowing that they're going to die. They right. want to go back because they don't want to live past their loved ones and everything. Right. And Picard's like, well, looks like I made the right decision. Suck on that, Riker. Picard wins again. And <laughs> I'm going to throw him out an airlock the first chance I get. Always listen to the person you fuck because it will save you trouble in the future. <laughs> That's really good advice for our listeners as well, I think. You <laughs> yeah. should keep that in mind. Yeah, there's some fucking wisdom for you. Listen to the person you're having sex with. Yeah, that's genuinely good wisdom for some yeah. people. I'm not going to lie. You gotta listen to them. You gotta have some sort of a relationship with the people you're fucking beyond the sex. It's going to save you some trouble, trust me. But uh, <laughs> Garrett uh, and Costello inform the crew they're going back. Yeah, and they're gonna fuck it. They're gonna fuck up those Romulans. Yeah, fuck them up. Those filthy hobgoblin, green-blooded oh, pricks. Fucking Christ! I uh, hope they all die. <laughs> holy shit! We got a we got a James T. Kirk in here. Then let them all die. Then let them die. I love how he says, "God, that's dude." I love that movie. That we movie talk about that movie again. So good. We'll have to then do let a, them die. We'll have to do it like a maybe we'll do a shoot a the revisit. shit where we do like another talk through of one of those old movies. God, it's so good. That we've already done. Uh, but Klingon Bird of Prey appears, and they're like, "Oh shit." Yep. We're fucked. It starts uh, shooting at them, and they're like, "Oh, it's just a bigger bird of prey." <laughs> the bi- the the giant bird of prey shoots a pa- shoots the Enterprise C, and Garrett's panel explodes as and a buzzsaw comes out and hits her in the head. She gets like just a piece of metal right between the eyes. Who the fuck put this circular saw in the control panel? <laughs> Who left that in there? Fuck, dude. It's basically just shrapnel. Now it's in the captain's face. Well, guess we need a new captain. Oh, great. Shooter McGavin's the only one in the senior staff left alive. Ah, fuck. We're fucked. Fuck. We're done, man. He couldn't even beat Happy Gilmore. That dude bought Happy Gilmore's grandma's house at an auction when he knew Happy Gilmore wanted to buy it. What an asshole. <laughs> 
But uh, Castillo's like, I'm in charge now. I'm going to take the Enterprise C back. And Riker's like, you? You fucking bitch. You're you going to even it? beat Happy Gilmore. <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't even win at golf, dum-dum. And that was what you were supposed to be. You were named after that, idiot. <laughs> but uh, Castillo, Castillo, Castillo's like, fuck, fuck you, Riker. We have good people who wish to do their jobs. Yeah, he's a well, straight-laced boy. And he's like, you've got nobody at tactical, nobody at, the, nobody has anything. Like no. everyone's it's just fucked. you in a chair. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be steering the ship with the fucking chair, and then, ugh, it's gonna be. You know what? Good luck. That's what he's. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. You know what? Have fun. We'll be here fighting the real war. <laughs> that we're definitely gonna win. And Picard's like, ooh. <sighs> <sighs> But uh, he's like, I'm going to go back unless you tell me I can't, Picard. And Picard's like, we'll have your ship ready. And Riker's like, yep. you've got to be shitting me! And he flips the chair over and he runs out. And everybody's like, what is that guy's problem? That dude needs his ex-girlfriend here to keep him in line. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> but uh, uh, Yar... No girlfriend, no best friend, Worf. Yeah, he's no got wonder. nothing. No wonder he's pissed, dude. Uh, Castillo and Tasha Yar go to the transporter room, and uh, they just fucking mack for a little bit. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. humping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're doing the hump. The humpty hump. <laughs> Fuck. It's your chance. It's your chance to do the hump. Do the hump. Do me, baby. Everybody. <laughs> I fucking love Digital Underground, man. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, fucking in that movie, uh, <laughs> Nothing But Trouble. Uh, They're in that it. That movie fucking sucks. That movie sucks, but was on every single day of the summer of, like, 1993 on HBO. Why does Dan Aykroyd have a dick for a nose? What was? Why, why? is Dan Aykroyd a baby now? Why does this happen? Why do I have what to is, watch this? It's Why is this a thing? Uh, but Tasha goes to talk to Guinan... And she's yeah, like, am I right. alive in the other timeline? And Guinan's like, I nope. don't know. <laughs> she's like, hell no, you fucking dead. You're dead as fuck, dude. You're, You're rips. You're rip city, lady. And she's she's like, yeah, I wasn't ever supposed to know you. She's yeah. like, did, I, she's did like, I die for a reason? And she's like, no, you got slapped nah. by a fucking tar monster. Tar monster kills you. It's real fucking stupid. And it's a big ass joke. <laughs> she's like, you had a uh, pointless death. You died without purpose. Yeah. Which is probably one of the harshest things you can tell somebody. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty harsh, and it's pretty harsh, like in terms of like Star Trek looking at itself, right? Yes. Like, it's really interesting that they were like, "Look, this is this is really a dumb way that we went with this." We're gonna try to maybe make it okay now, right? By doing this, which, yeah. which is a pretty good episode. This is I, a pretty good episode. I, I get the idea that those writers were going for. I mean, not there were definitely at least one writer on the team who was like, "Fuck you, Denise Crosby." Yeah, but uh, you fucked us over. But now the show is way better now. So maybe you didn't fuck us over. Oh no! <laughs> you know who's better than Tasha Yar? Worf. That's true. I like In Tasha any Yar. Day. She could have stayed around, but like Worf wouldn't have got to be security chief. Worf is better. I don't know of a universe where Worf isn't better. We've, like, 
Natasha Yar should have like pulled a, like a Jordy and like moved to a different position. They should have made her the pilot. Yeah, she should have been helmsman. That would have been. She awesome. should have been helmsman and. And that's what she does, right? She's yeah. Like, like, yeah. That would have been cool as hell. Then you don't have fucking... You know what? Kill two birds with one stone. Get rid of Wesley. He's yeah. fucking out of here. Fuck that kid. Also, he's in this episode, which uh, sucks, but he's here. <laughs> he doesn't do anything egregious in this one, so it's Nah, he just, he just says numbers, pretty much. He's like, Mark, two, seven, eight, whatever. Uh, like, they kill... A lot of people point out the death of Tashigar is like, well, you know, not everybody dies this, like, giant triumphant death sometimes you just right. die in the line of duty right. but she didn't die in the line of duty she got slapped by a tar monster yeah she beams down to a planet and dies that's essentially what happens and then there's a commercial break and nobody seems to really care all that much yeah and then we gotta move on with the plot <laughs> like nobody cares that Tasha Yar died until like a half a season later when they do her funeral <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway it's not a half a season later, it's like right after, but still. <laughs> um, but like, Tasha Yar pretty much decides what she's going to do. She goes to talk to Picard and she's like, I want a transfer to the Enterprise C. Picard's like, Psycho says, what? <laughs> Picard's like, uh, no. What yeah. are you talking what, about? What the fuck are you even getting at here? Like, you want me yeah. to transfer you to another ship? through time you want me to transfer you to disney world after this or what <laughs> well, maybe i can transfer in like uh i don't know like a mariachi band like q does this <laughs> there's a really great moment where she's like uh Guinan told me that i'm supposed to be dead picard's like he she felt the need to tell you yeah, that? yeah it's a really good line he's like she felt the need to tell you that yeah and it's like yeah that's pretty fucked up it's pretty fucked up but like here we are <laughs> She's like, I don't want to die a meaningless death. Yeah. I want to die for some reason. And yeah. he's he he finally is like, well, all right. All he, right. <laughs> if you if you want to die that bad. Yeah. He's like, permission granted. And then he she beams over to the ship. And there's another make-out scene. Yeah. And she's like, we seem to say goodbye a lot. It's like a 1930s movie, right? Yeah, like really a Golden is. Age Hollywood scene. And they're like, let's get fucking. And Castillo's like, wait, let's fight some Romulans instead. <laughs> she's like, uh, okay. All right, if that's what you need to do to get an erection. All right, we, it's a little we weird. Were, but we were going to fuck. I mean, you don't want to. He was going to go in my V, but all right, I guess we'll. He's I like, I, I we'll can't just... hear you. I'm fighting Romulans. <laughs> Shut up. I'm fighting. <laughs> But uh, three cavort class battle cruisers. Yeah, definitely not just big birds of prey. No, they're uh, they're a whole different ship that has nothing to do with a bird of prey. Totally different. <laughs> but uh, they decide they have to protect the Enterprise C until it enters the temporal rift. Uh, yeah. Also, the Enterprise C can only drive at 15 miles per hour. Apparently, <laughs> it's, uh, there's like during that scene, I kept laughing because it keeps cutting back to it, like Monty Python and the Holy Grail, where it's yeah. like the exact same distance away. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yo, god damn it, speed this shit up, motherfucker. <laughs> oh um, god. The Klingon ships keep firing on the Enterprise D, and the Enterprise D is like, ain't no fucking thing. I don't care. Yeah, the D's taking it. <laughs> and, like, there's this thing that happens in every Star Trek battle that annoys the fuck out of me. Where yeah. they're like, 
uh, he's like, all right, now fire phasers. And they go, Right. It's and, like, and, like keep no firing. one says to fire again. They just keep shooting there. Them. Yeah. It says in a chess match, this is a battle. <laughs> like, there's like 47 phaser banks on that fucker. Yeah. Like, shoot them all. And even when he's like, continue, like, continue firing, like, continuous fire, fire all phaser banks, it's like, and that's it. I think it's a limitation of the technology of the show, right? Yeah, like, probably so. You can't, you can only pop in so many like explosion filters over I'll, I'll give I'll give this to Nemesis I think they do a pretty good job of of a uh, cool naval battle in that movie when they're in the nebula right yeah, like that's true I, I it's a nice in between from TNG fighting and new Star Trek fighting which is just like goddamn Transformers yeah. it's like what the shit is happening it's like it is like that scene in Transformers where the whole sky is full of lasers but dude like, and you're, every and you're scene like, you're like I don't I don't care about any of this because I nothing is real no. <laughs> like nothing matters right it's like, like phasers in new Star Trek are just lasers from Star Wars they just like they of they, course they well, aren't a, course a they beam are. anymore they're like a shot yeah yeah, Why? there are pulse phasers, but also like use the use the phaser. Like you again, like they did the work for you. Like make it the yeah. thing it is. You can make it look a little different or whatever, but it well, still has to be the same thing. It's one of the things that separates Star Trek from all other sci-fi is that they have their own type of weapon that you can only right. use in Star Trek. And they just don't do it. Right. No, they refuse uh, because they, they don't want to. They had this pitched battle where they're trying to keep the Klingon giant birds of prey away from the Enterprise C, and uh, the the Enterprise D is just getting the shit rocked out of it. The warp core is about yeah. to fucking collapse. Like plasma coolant bursts all over the fucking place. Coolant, we got a coolant leak here. <laughs> we saw what coolant does to you in TOS. It just Li- instantly liquid- fucking kills you. <laughs> Yeah, or it liquefies your skin, right? Like in the yeah. uh, first contact. And uh, they're like, they're just getting, the warp core is about, about to breach in two minutes, and they're like, oh, the Enterprise C is now 52 seconds from the rift. Yeah. yeah. Still it's a like, ways yo, away. Uh, how about this? Uh, full impulse. <laughs> yeah. How about we fucking push the ship in? Yeah, something. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Yeah. But uh, another console explodes and Shrek another cuts yeah. Breaker's fucking head off. Another buzzsaw comes out of a, a console and slices his throat. He's dead. Fucking Rip. Consoles created by Doctor Wiley. They just fucking <laughs> fire buzzsaws out. <laughs> uh, and then he turns into a, an animal, like in the bad guys from Sonic. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> like the Klingon signal and they're like we demand your surrender and Picard's like that'll be the day and there's like a fucking tactical leap over the yeah. fucking railing yeah he does a he does a really cool Picard maneuver <laughs> <laughs> and he, he just starts firing the phasers by himself which I guess yep. he should have been doing the whole time because they do fire a lot more now than they ever did before I knew I shouldn't have hired Riker <laughs> But the I'm Enterprise C dead. makes it back through the rift, and the camera cuts back, and everything is the way it was at the beginning of the episode. Oh, thank God! And there's a sweet shot of of a wharf reveal. Yeah, he steps out of the way, and we're like, yeah. "It's Worf! He's back!" 
my favorite. I love you, two dicks. <laughs> but uh, he's Worf's like, oh, there were sensor reading fluctuations, and it seemed to be a ship, but it just vanished. And they're all like, all right, well, fuck it, send a probe out. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Let's set a course for Archer Four. Yeah, so Archer Four is uh, in Enterprise. You get to see Archer Four. And I'm guessing it's not called Archer 4. Not yet, because he discovers it. Yes. But they go to the planet. It's the episode where they go down, and they're like, it's like a pristine M-class planet. And they're like, wow, this place is great. And then, like, nighttime comes, and the wind blows, and, like, they all get fucking LSD tripped. They get crazy LSD tripped. Oh, man. I love that planet. Yeah. (laughs) I love the summer on that planet. There's a whole thing about, like, you can read, I think it's, like, Memory Alpha or whatever, where they, like, they have to, like, inoculate people who live there and shit, and uh, eventually they just, like, get rid of that spore. They're like, get rid of it. No. Why? (laughs) Because it makes people fucking crazy. That's true. But Guinan, like, just rings up and he's like, hey, uh, she's like, hey, is everything cool? Yeah, everything cool up there? (laughs) Picard's, Picard and Riker just kind of look at each other, and Picard's like, Guinan? <laughs> yeah. And he's he's like, yeah, everything's fine. Are you all right? And she's like, she takes forever to answer, and then she's like, nope, sorry to have bothered you. Yeah, and then she sits down with Jordy this time and asks him why he's not fucking people. <laughs> How come you're not fucking a Jordy? He's like, I'm trying! I'm a fucking nerd, that's why. <laughs> I'm trying so hard. <laughs> Uh, but she's like, well, tell me about Tasha Yar. Yeah, it's cool. That's a callback from the, I guess that's the quest calls back to that point, right? In the STO, that's tell me true. about my mother. Yeah, I didn't realize that till now, wow. Jordy be like, well, I worked with her. She was, all yeah. right. <laughs> I don't know, it was like four years ago. <laughs> she was cool, I guess. Yeah, she died by that tar monster. That wasn't great. I didn't like that part. That part was sad, I guess. Until we got Worf and everything was fine. Worf, Worf, everybody Worf, in the place was Worf, 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 Worf. And Worf is like listening in on the comm uh, up at the tactical and he goes, ha 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 ha. The fucking force ghost of Tasha Yarston. And they're like, aww. And then Anakin's force ghost shows up. And you're like, edited to look like Hayden Christensen. What the hell? Uh, let's take a break. We'll be back right after these messages. <laughs> after these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. Creepy crawlers. They're squirmy and wormy and purple and green. The grossest little creatures that you've ever seen. Creepy crawlers. Fill the monster mold with the colored plastic goop and make a creepy crawler from a yucky monster soup. They're hucky, yucky, squirmy, wormy, very scary, sometimes hairy, squiggly, wiggly, creepy crawling. More creeped out when you join the Creepy Crawlers Collectors Club. Details and specially marked packages. Creepy Crawlers Workshop with Plastic Goop. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, let's talk about how we feel about this episode. Let's talk about our feelings. Let's talk about our feelings. <laughs> it's feelings time. Okay. Uh, no, this episode, I... I like this episode a lot more than I think I used to like it. I remember when I was a kid and this episode would be on, I'd be like, oh, man, this episode's depressing. There's no Worf. <laughs> Tasha Yar is where back. Where's Worf? When Worf is not on screen, everyone should be asking, where's Worf? Where's Worf? Yeah. I don't know. It's 
it's it's a good one though. I'm I would give it an A. I I probably would would skip this one though. Now again, just because not a whole lot happens in it. It's pretty yeah, good. Yeah. But... It's a it's a great concept, right? And it, and it's like once you see it though, you you've seen it. Like I get it. They go into the time vortex and Tashiar is there. Blah 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 blah. Right? I get. It. The thing is like I'm reading really quickly through like all the alternate versions of yeah. uh, what this episode was supposed to be. And if you go to Memory Alpha and you pick a random episode of TNG and you go to like the trivia section, I bet you there's an alternate version of that script that had a Vulcan in it. I bet <laughs> yeah. you anything, because I keep running into that with every single one of these. Apparently, they, they were just like, Vulcans are not important. No, we're not going to have Vulcans anymore. They were just like, we don't do that anymore. Well, it was they didn't want to try to follow up Spock. Spock they knew yeah. they weren't going to be able to do that. Right, which is Data, though, which is yeah, what they much. do. Which, I mean, Data is Spock, right? Like, um, He's like anti-Spock because he wants to be human. Right, he's Spock, but he's, like the reverse Spock of Spock. Nokio. He's Spock Nokio. Also, he gets Katrud, which we don't ever get the ending of that, no, but but it did. does happen. Apparently, like the original version of this was supposed to involve the Guardian of Forever from the City on the Edge of Forever. Okay, and uh, a Vulcan science portal? team that's like that goes into it to like finally sort of test it again after like running all these like actual man. I would love that as a separate episode. Yeah, I would. Absolutely. That would be cool. But they, they inadvertently caused the death of Surak. Oh, well, that's a problem. <laughs> and uh, when they return back to the present, the Vulcans are basically the Romulan Star Empire, except they're, like, united. So it's just one giant, unbelievably oh, powerful man. empire. That's... Yeah, that should probably have been an episode at some point. I would love that as, like, a season two episode. Oh, man. You know? Like, ultimately, it says, ultimately, Ambassador Sarek, who was on board the Enterprise to greet the returning science team, would sacrifice himself by returning to the past and taking the place of Surak, thus restoring the correct timeline. <laughs> he fucking, uh, uh, the Bell Riots. It's like, yeah. he's Cisco, he turns into what, I don't remember his first name, Bell. Uh, yeah. Uh, Alexander Graham Bell. Alexander Graham Bell. I don't yeah. remember, but like, he invents the telephone like, and says that is Hello. that is such a better ending for Sarek than he just fucking dies on a table. He's old and he <laughs> has Parkinson's and he he yeah. dies from uh, he has like colonar the, syndrome. Colonar, yeah. Like, I pulled that he, out of my he, ass. He dies. Now colonar is uh, what you do to get the, rid of all your emotions. Oh, is that what's the syndrome that Ben die? Is that what it is? I think so. What's the one from Enterprise from doing a mind meld wrong? Uh, I think that's Ben die. I don't remember. The toy maker? <laughs> yeah, Bandai. No, um, I can just fucking look it up, but I'm not going to. So everybody at home could be mad about it. Yep, um, that's cool. I said the wrong thing. They're already mad at me anyway. So there's like. Uh, he just dies like an old pathetic death, which is like again that happens in real life, but you don't need one of your most beloved characters to do it, you know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, it does mention his name is Gabriel Bell, by the way. Gabriel Bell, because it does mention yeah. that uh, the they use the theme in the Deep Space Nine two-parter past tense. 
That's cool. At least it went somewhere. I would have loved to have watched that episode, though. Yeah, that would have been fucking amazing. Would have been cool. It is a better way for for uh, Sarek to die, for sure. Because I really like Sarek. Yeah, he's great. We were... But, when, when like, I went to the Discord more often, we would have, like, discussions, like, way back uh, about, like, who was the the, like, most Vulcan Vulcan? Like, who was the most, like... Yeah. I represent this species. Like, yeah, Sarek is perfect because uh, like, like I chose Tuvok to be really the one who represents the species. Hmm. But uh, no, I think I chose Sarek, and they came to the conclusion that it was Tuvok, and I was like, the yeah, Tuvok. I can see that. He's the but, most straightforward. Yeah, Sarek is just like a, he is a Vulcan. <laughs> yeah, because he loves humans, right? Like he literally loves humans, yeah. but. He only marries like, humans. Vulcans would be like, right? Vulcans are sort of like we don't really care about humans, but secretly they like love humans because humans are fucking like, dope. Yeah, because we're rad now. We're I rad, mean, not now. Yeah, we're but rad in the future. Then not we're rad now. then. <laughs> yeah. Now uh, we suck like major dicks. Because like I, I definitely chose Martok to be the Klingons Klingon. Yeah, oh, I love fuck Martok yeah. so much. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, that was that I was would, my. Fucking... I would marry Martok. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ronald D. Moore in an interview <laughs> mentioned that uh, we pr- he's here's a direct quote: "We brought Denise back to kill off Tasha Yar a second time. It was a great opportunity to send the character off in a big heroic sacrifice because nobody was really happy with the way she left the series." Nobody on the show liked it. The fans didn't like it. I'm sure she didn't like it. So yesterday's Enterprise was a chance to kill her right. Yeah, kill her right. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they do. I mean, I think it's fine that they do it. Uh, it it's cool because they, they expand on it, I think, with Sela. I think that that's cool. Um, it's, I don't know. I it's a universe building thing. I think it works. Oh yeah, I agree. I'm into it. It's better than the Tar Monster. It's oh, better yeah. than the Tar Monster. This so. is where her character should have been left, left off. Like, yeah. make Sela like a clone of her or something. Like, right, right. Well, basically, that's what it is, right? It's yeah. sort of like, oh, it's I'm her daughter, but I'm a blonde Romulan. Dude, I have a genuine John Larroquette fun fact of the week, and it's fun. Oh fuck. Uh, the shrapnel that was embedded into Captain Garrett's head and killed her was a VF-1 Valkyrie model kit from the Japanese animated series Super Dimension Fortress Micross, known in America as Robotech. Oh it was my a wing God. from the model kit. <laughs> That's amazing. That is Dude, so Robotech. fucking cool. I remember that. Dude, I loved Robotech. That's great. That's a really good one. Uh, <laughs> Give me more Tenchi. I like Tenchi. Tenchi was great. Tenchi had a lightsaber. I really liked that. Uh, this episode is a good episode, yeah. though. It's a it's a good episode. Like I I think I like it more than than you do. But you mentioned like yeah, n- n- like skipping this one. So I think maybe I like it a little bit better than you. Yeah, yeah, I skipped this one. Not because I don't like it. I just, I think it's like a, I've seen it type of deal. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I've, I get it. 
I get I get what's going on. I don't need to watch it again. And it's uh, yeah, I mean, it's got Shooter McGavin in it. That's pretty cool. <laughs> How many Shooter McGavin references can we get in one episode? I think we're up to like uh, at least sixty-nine. Oh sweet! I was hoping for four twenty. <laughs> this episode of M Class Podcast is brought to you by viewers by like you. You can become a patron of our fine program by heading over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. And where for as little as a dollar, you can become a patron and get access to a ton of behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, probably a week from when this episode comes out will be a brand new episode of Jeff and Josh Shoot the Shit about The Matrix. So look forward to that 1999 blast from the past. Uh, but you get a ton of shit. <laughs> You get a ton of shit for being a patron, so definitely become one. Follow us on Twitter at mclasspodcast. Shoot us an email at mclassemail at gmail.com to be a part of our other show. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks, Vitizen, for the use of our track, outer uh, for the use of his track, Outer Space Race, for the theme song to our podcast. It's a banger. It is an absolute banger. Uh, definitely become a patron definitely follow definitely email we will see you in a week or two for some more M class bye bye
I'm mentally ill.